Greetings. My name is Ginger Donnell. I am host and creator of Broken Boxes podcast. This is the sixth episode featuring a collection of live feed Facebook posts from water protectors, providing first-hand accounts and information regarding what is taking place for the water protectors on November 25th. 2016. This rebroadcasting is an attempt to allow this information to reach further than one media forum of Facebook. To share this story in the way the water protectors creating these live broadcasts have asked us all to do. To get the message out into the world and break media blackout. We are the media. We are all connected. Not one single person can live without water. We are Standing Rock. Hello, guys. They're down here at Turtle Island. They're taking our bridge, our boats. They're taking everything from our side over here. I just came down here to check on things. I saw them mobilizing up there. So I figured I'd get down there. Let me turn the thing around. As you can see, they got a couple boats here in the water. Uh, A couple snipers up on the hill up there. And they're here this morning to take our stuff. Illegally, they asked me to put my hands up and step away from the vehicle just to show that I don't have any firearms. They're not here to be unlawful or anything. And look, they're, yep, they're taking our boats. Why would they be taking private property? Please share, guys, they are taking our boats this morning. I'm out here by myself. I just came down because I seen them walking down the hillside. I'm just checking. They are taking the bridge. They are taking the bridge. And our boats. This is this morning, Friday. First thing in the morning, they kind of do that. They're taking our bridge. There's nobody down here to watch it. But they are taking our stuff, our bridge, our boats from the Otreti Chaco inside of Turtle Island, where we had the axes from yesterday. They came sneaking up the river. They thought they could be sneaky. But yep, they are mobilized here in the water and on the hill. A couple snipers out there. Uh, Boats over here filled with people. The oppressors. Supposed to be serving the people, but they only serve the corporations. Greed. But we ask everybody to keep praying. Pray for the water here. Pray for these men here that are on the wrong side. May it open up their hearts and awaken their consciousness. And to, for them to make the right decisions to serve and protect the people. We, they're supposed to be uh, voices for us. And right now, it's Heva.
I don't know what they're doing, but they're trying to break that bridge apart or something. But they do have our radios too, frequencies, so they're always monitoring our radio frequencies. Yeah, they're cutting it apart. I can hear the saws all right now. And they're probably just gonna leave it there, pollute the water. We need every everybody's prayers. So please keep praying, people. We all pray together in unison. There's a lot we can get done together. And I believe that. I came out here to do some morning ceremonies with the sun. To do my A-L-A-E and A-H-O-M-A-E. But as you can tell, I uh, didn't get a chance. I got interrupted here. By the oppressors. Freaking guys. How am I about the language? But this really ticks me off a little bit. Well, they can take our bridges, they can take our boats, but we're still here and more coming. We need more people here to stand for the water from Mother Earth. Stop this black snake. Fossil fuels is fading out, guys. We don't need that anymore. We have too much technology out there. Alternative energy, renewable energy. It's all about greed over here. Money, 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 money. Blinds people. It blinds people. They're only thinking about the now. They don't think about the future. I can get my Starbucks coffee now, I can get Burger King, I can go out to the steakhouse now, but they don't think about the future. They don't think about their children, their grandchildren, the next generations to come. If we, if we, ha if we have clean water for these people to drink up here. We're facing the same problem back home in Hawaii. You know. So what you see here is the morning after yesterday. Uh, you see canoes that were left over from the water protectors yesterday. You see the water uh, that's kind of starting to get a little uh, frozen. And you see Dakota Access Pipeline workers here starting to bring over coils for what looks like a fence. Uh, the fence they're going to be building uh, right at the base of the mountain. Again, this is the mountain where the Native Americans' uh, ancestors are buried. And they're now taking the extreme measure to build a fence so that if water protectors build a bridge to get uh, back over there to pray, which is what they did yesterday, uh, they weren't violent. They were just lined up in the hundreds, uh, praying peacefully with signs. Uh, essentially, they are building a fortress around the Native Americans' ancestral burial ground so that the Native Americans cannot go pray where their ancestors are buried. This is militarized police at the top of the mountain. They've been there for weeks, and they are continuing to disrespect, desecrate where the Native Americans' ancestors are buried, now taking the added measure of building what looks like a barrier, a fence, uh, some type of uh, blockade so that Natives can't get anywhere near uh, their ancestors' burial ground. 
uh, this will surely uh, only escalate tensions here between the natives and these security forces. We should also remind that this area is Army Corps land. That would be federal government land. And the Dakota Access Pipeline workers, as well as the state police, are not supposed to be on Army Corps land. Uh, that's the Missouri River, Lake Oahe, is Army Corps land. That's what they are all fighting over. Uh, Lake Oahe is the main water source for 20 million people. And these police officers who are supposed to be uh, enforcing the law are breaking the law. You could see the DAPO worker has broke the canoe into in half. So you're seeing them building all around uh, a thick blockade of razor wire, uh, the water, and at the base of essentially a, a giant burial ground. So these same people who surely wouldn't like uh, pipelines or people disturbing where their ancestors are buried have no problem doing it to Native American land. Of course, that's a ultimate disrespect, but it's something that we expect from these from these inhuman oil robots, you know? It's something that we've come to expect. They have no concern of any, of any history or morals or humanity. They're inhuman. Uh, seeing this razor wire go up represents a lot, you know? They're uh, basically guarding something that is so sacred to them that they have to go to this this extent. How can this thing even be happening in America? You know, I'm a veteran of the United States Army invasion of Panama in 1988. I was on the force of the United States Army. We went in there to uh, um, to get Noriega. Um, we did it was a major police action, more or less. And I remember seeing the faces of those Panamanians. As we rolled in there, there was some fear, there was some, there was some joy in there. So, uh, there was fear in my eyes for sure. I didn't know what to expect. So anyways, you jump forward 30 years and here I am on the other side of that, of that force. You know, I'm on the resistance side. You can lock us up at the gates of hell and we won't back down. We will stand our ground. No dapple, we won't back down. Hello, my relatives. Uh, you know what? My last live update was interrupted. Somebody was like jamming the feed or something was happening. Anyway, I don't want to go into some conspiracy theory. I just want to do a quick recap. So this is what happened. Today, November 25th, the Army Corps of Engineers sent our tribal chairman of the Standing Rock Nation. And right now, I, I had to come to a secure place, that, which I thought was secure, to transmit a message. We've been at the camps. I've been at the camps since my campaign for the United States Congress ended. But the Army Corps today sent a letter to our tribal chairman saying that anybody in the Ocheti Shakomi camp, which is the big camp, the one north of the Cannonball River, on disputed territory. This is what we have to understand is the Corps stole this land. The Corps moved, the, the United States moved my people, our tribal nation, south of the Cannonball River illegally. We never treated for or negotiated or we even paid for 
the theft of our lands north of the Cannonball River. But the Army Corps came into possession of that land in 1944 when they took, when they took land from tribal nations and from individual property owners. But they're saying December 5th, anybody at there after December 5th is liable to be charged with trespass. Now this could mean that they're going to forcibly remove and evict us from our own land. And so we have to be very clear about that because we have not only the moral authority to be there, but we have the legal authority. This land was stolen from us and we have people from all over the world who are sending millions and millions of individual contributions and prayers to everybody, to all the water protectors who are up there putting it on the line and who are willing to stand up. There's a lot of people that they don't, they don't want to back down. To them, this represents the last stand against fascism. There's a lot of people that have come here from around the world. There's at least eight to 10,000 people out there right now. And I just wanted to send a message of thank you and to let you know that we here at Standing Rock appreciate that you've come, that you're willing to help us, that you're willing to drop what you're doing. Some of you hitchhiked here. Some of you dropped whatever it was you had going, whether it was school, relationship, job, whatever you were doing to survive in our economic reality, you dropped that to come here, to make a stand and to send a signal to the world that we need a new energy economy, we need a new way of life right now. And it's no accident that it's indigenous peoples, it's tribal nations who are sending out, because of prayer, sending out that message, that powerful message that is going to unite us all. We have to come together right now. But December 5th, anyone there after December 5th could be considered a trespasser. The Corps is saying they will be considered a trespasser, but the Corps needs law enforcement help from Morton County and from North Dakota law enforcement. And so we're, we're going to see what happens. Don't panic. Do not panic. You make your own choice about whether you want to leave or not. And if you now, now more than ever, we need you to come here. If you don't want to live in the Ocheti Shalkomi camp, then live right across the river on the Standing Rock Reservation under our care and jurisdiction. And so I want to say that much, just do a quick recap and cut it out because we don't know when they're going to interfere with our signal again. So I want to say that much and, and just say thank you again. Please share it December 5th, the night of December 5th when it turns into December 6th, the Army Corps is saying that it's going to consider us all trespassers on our own land. And we cannot let this happen. Thank you. It's on. Good job. Good job. We're at camp. And you would not believe it. We're live. We're live at camp. And this hasn't happened on Digital Smoke Signals uh, live feed for months now, weeks. And actually, we're sitting above camp here. We're, we're sitting above. A lot of people are online. They're streaming. And so the... The uh, cell boosters have been located and they're gone. There's higher uh, 
um, cell blockers have been located and gone. There are cell boosters now in that are overpowering those. So there's around 10,000 people uh, estimated to be here at camp. Today we, uh, we did surveillance over at the Turtle Hill and seen that they were putting razor wire up on top and got to meet a whole bunch of beautiful people that are coming through and, and, and solidarity and sharing their story. And uh, many of our relatives went back home to their families and um, Thanksgiving and sharing that with their families. Uh, we went down and visit one of our, our relatives down here at the Fort Lewis College of Students up there. Also want to introduce you guys, one of the uh, alumni of Fort Lewis. They're uh, your zillion only uh, prolific. <laughs> yep, Fort Lewis, that's the place. Uh, maybe share with them a little bit about what we talked about. Uh, we talked about a lot of things with them and, and one thing that was really interesting is we asked them what their perception was before they came here and what their experience has been. And they talked a lot about, they said, you know, looking at all the videos they saw all the violence everything online and they said it's kind of like looking through a microscope you know this is all you're seeing but when they got here the camp was so loving so open and they they, they said it blew their mind when they came in through the flags and such a good feeling here and all the positivity in camp and they mentioned that you know they wish that the outside world would be able to see that more to see how beautiful this place really is you know and, and, and the beauty coming out of it. What else did we speak about? We, we shared a little bit about the stories of uh, how many drones were shot out of the sky, um, what each one of the actions mean, and, and also what it means. If you want to honor indigenous people, honor them by educating yourself about the indigenous issues that we're going through all throughout Indian country. And... Um, laughed with them with some jokes and and uh showed them some of our humor even though it's hard what we're seeing here we you know we always laugh we ate several different places several different teepees tonight uh ran into our good friend Lenata warjack and 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 jessica and and uh just all our relatives that are coming in and just uh had a good time finally feeding our spirit. This time was a little different. Usually, usually we're out in the front lines. We were though. We were out in the front lines, but we got back early, and uh, yeah, enjoyed ourselves. Had um, red buffalo chili stew with hominy. Yeah, man, that was good. The green chili. The green. Yeah. Then had uh, what else is the other one? Uh, turkey stew. Uh, and then uh, seen several camps, ran into some uh, Navajos that just got out here. They went out there to go check out the, the Hayoka camp. And uh, they were heading back tomorrow. Ran into uh, the largest yurks in, the, in, in, in I'm going to say, the world, they said. Mm -hmm. The gathering of the lar your largest yurks. We just got to get them uh, Indian residents in there now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we see, uh, so there, there's... Uh, a curiosity with the camp with people coming in they can't believe what they're seeing they're going down to the front lines over there where the the river uh where the bridge is and and listening to their stories about it they can't believe what they're seeing when they go over here to Tura island i mean you can see it it's like a, a like a prison camp all in front of you uh, not a prison of war camp is what it looks like a prison of war camp let's see if there it is right there a prison of war camp that's that's in front of us. 
That's what we see. You're seeing what we see. That's about a good two miles worth of lights. Stadium lights in a row. That's what we see right there. The difference is, is now they're not um, violating FAA rules or not. They were flying around and around and they haven't flown around in a while, mm -hmm. which is a little different. But their tactics are changing. So we need anybody that knows anything about a drill pad and what these things do and have pictures, add them to this, add them to this comments list. We want to see what the drill actually looks, what they're using out there. Where are they going to dis, dis, um, discharge the water? So we're assuming that they have a right of way to get water from the river. And I, I think there's laws, you know, where are they going to get the water? Um, the other issue we keep getting asked is where are the buffalo? And we're going to, you know, many people want to know where the buffalo are, our Buffalo Nation relatives. And um, other things are going on with uh, where to send donations. Osheti Sokoan is the main camp that I'm told is the main camp that you set it to. Everything that comes here will go to all the little camps around it. Um, if you want to uh, donate to the tribe, they'll donate. That helps with the legal fund and all that. It's very transparent. So you'll be able to see where those funds go. And we have... Um, Independent media that you can see on digital smoke signals. We'll, we'll put those out that you can uh, definitely donate to them It helps them buy sim cards gas money um, Sometimes a room to shower and edit in so those are the things that we're funding goes to for independent media We've seen big media out here Lionsgate You know uh, HBO HBO. Yeah Vice um, who else just just Sundance. Yeah, Sundance Film Festival, AJ Plus, just all yep, Fusion. Yep. Young Turks. Yep. And uh, these guys are just like, you know, you and me as they walk around, give them the lip. They're, they're, <laughs> they're starting to, even a couple guys walk around, you know, a couple of hickeys on them. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone's knowing each other, and uh, it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing. Today we went to go, uh, you know, being out here, sometimes you don't get to change your clothes a lot. So uh, I went to go, this lady was buying a shirt, and I went to go buy a shirt because I needed a clean shirt. And she was so excited. She goes, oh, I get to buy a shirt for Byron Dune. Let me buy your shirt. <laughs> so she got us a shirt. Yeah. And, uh, and I got a clean shirt on now. So here's my shirt right here. Acknowledging the 1851 treaty. Is that what it says? Or? Yep. Calling it, yeah. These are the original chiefs that were there. Little Bighorn. Little Bighorn. The original chiefs that were there. So, very beautiful day. Nice, not too cold. Um, and, you know, as we work, we also want to have enjoy our relatives and laugh and talk with them. And, you know, my brother went home. I miss, I miss my brother. He worked security and... I wanted to, uh, I had to, if I went to go see him, I have to go sit by security and we start, you know, that's where I got to go do a lot of my work by him and uh, wishing, wishing them safe travels back home. So what about the December 5th eviction notice and Chairman Frazier's response? Do you yes. want to fill him in on that? Yeah, so we're going to have uh, uh, Sean over here read read that, that letter, which was a powerful letter from the Cheyenne tribe, right? Cheyenne tribal leader. 
about the eviction letter coming here from the Army Corps of Engineers. And he said it very well with this letter, a very powerful letter. So we're going to have him read it. I'm going to read the whole thing. Yeah, the yeah, beginning. yeah. Read the whole thing there. So this is in response to the Army Corps' uh, letter eviction notice for December 5th. Dear Colonel Henderson, this letter responds to your correspondence dated November 25th, announcing the U.S. Army Corps engineers plan to close certain Corps-managed lands to all public use and access effective December 5th. You state that this decision is necessary to protect the general public from violent confrontations between protesters and law enforcement officials that have occurred in this area, and to prevent death, illness, or serious injury to inhabitants of the encampment due to Dakota winter conditions. You have warned that anyone found outside of a so-called free speech zone will be considered trespassing and may be subject to prosecution under federal, state, and local laws. You have asked me to encourage members of the Cheyenne River Sioux Tribe, as well as any non-members who support you, who are located in the encampments north of Cannonball River on core lands to immediately and peacefully move to the free speech zone. The area north of the Cannonball River is both the ancestral homeland of the Lakota people and inside the boundaries of the 1851 Fort Laramie Treaty, a treaty that has not been abrogated and law that governs us all. The best... <clears throat> the best of these lands have already been unjustly taken and flooded by the Corps in the disastrous Pick Sloan legislation. We will no longer allow our rights as a tribe or as indigenous people as a whole to continue to be eroded. This decision coming on the heels of the Thanksgiving holiday is not only disrespectful, but continues the cycle of racism and oppression imposed on our people and our lands throughout history. We ask that the Corps and the United States reconsider this decision. Treaties are the supreme law of the land and the Constitution of the United States demands that they be respected. Removal from Sioux Treaty lands should be the choice of the Ocheti Shakoi camp north of the Cannonball River, not the United States, which has been violating our rights for hundreds of years. The Cheyenne River Sioux Tribe stands with more than 300 tribal nations and the water protectors who are here peacefully protesting the Dakota Access Pipeline while defending the rights of indigenous people. Furthermore, your letter dangerously and profoundly misunderstands the status of a tribal government elected leaders. I am the chief executive of a sovereign nation that is comprised of individual citizens with physical territory within the exterior boundaries of the state of South Dakota. Under the laws of the United States, my government lacks jurisdiction at Cannonball, but more importantly, I no more control the acts and behaviors of the Cheyenne River Sioux Tribal members or non-member water protectors at the Cannonball site than you do, Colonel Henderson. As set forth, even if I could control the water protectors, I recognize and respect their rights under the Constitution of the United States to peacefully assemble in prayerful protest against cultural and environmental atrocity that is the Dakota Access Pipeline. I would not use my authority, which is based on the consent of my citizens, to, cur to curtail their human and constitutional rights. <clears throat> Perhaps the most terrifying aspect of your letter is your acknowledgement of the stark reality that the confrontation between our peaceful water protectors and law enforcement could result in death or serious injury, a fact demonstrated by the brutal attack on Sophia Walansky by North Dakota police last week. 
but in the very next paragraph you guarantee that further confrontations will occur by by promising that these peaceful people will be trespassing <clears throat> on closed areas and you threaten that they will do so at their own risk and assume any and all corresponding liabilities for their unlawful presence and occupy, occupation of such lands. <clears throat> I take your letter as issuing a direct and irresponsible threat to the water protectors. It appears to further empower the militarization, the militarized police force that has been brutalizing and terrorizing our water protectors while imposing the blame and the risk on unarmed peaceful people. We have pleaded for the protection of the United States. Your letter makes a grave and dangerous mistake. Federal efforts to de-escalate the violence should be aimed at the wrongdoers, not at our peaceful people. Signed to... Sincerely, Harold Frazier, Chairman, Cheyenne River Sioux Tribe. And there's copies sent to uh, President Barack Obama, Assistant Secretary, Secretary of the Interior, Attorney General, and the acting assistant secretary. So we have people outside of this strong, powerful leaders that are articulating Western, Western law, Western writing, Western uh, language and through indigenous eyes, through indigenous words. Very powerful. We'll post that and give you guys another update. Uh, earlier, the update too, also uh, with some celebrities here, Jane Fonda and. Um, Francis from Titanic uh, the girl's mom was here we got to hang out with them and um, meet them with a bunch of other native filmers out there and, and uh, journalists so with that relatives sending good thoughts your way in a good way and we'll uh, get to you again tomorrow no 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 now yeah, I'm really tired it is morning yeah <laughs> good night so I know everyone's like freaking out by the press release that the Army Corps of Engineers has stated. What you can do to be proactive is be hitting up Obama, your your Congress people right now, and, and ask them to to continue the permit for camp to be there, and and realize that we as campers are, are going to stay there. That's why we came to camp. That's why we're in opposition to Dakota Access LLC, and private companies and corporations cannot be using the governing system as our private militia straight up they can't they can't and that's why we put the call out for the veterans to come in uh their check-in day is december and, and this is exactly what we need we need people to to come uh where we put the call out for the veterans to come and stand with us down on standing rock uh and protecting 10 million people's clean drinking water so what can you do again? You can call your Congress people. You can call o Obama. You can even reach out to Army Corps of Engineers and express your your um, <clears throat> your desire that 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 they continue allowing camp um, until until the shutdown of Dakota Access. And remember our governing systems, and that's exactly why our people enlisted in the service, anyways, was to protect the people. Well, now we need the people to be protected from the governing systems and allowing corporations to to bully people. So with that, Doksha. Hello, Mr. Obama. It's me, Kendrick Eagle from Cannibal, North Dakota. We met back in April in 2014. He came here to 
speak with the youth of Stand Rock and also speak in front of my people. You gave us hope, a lot of hope, you know. Two months after that, you flew us out to D.C., toured the whole White House, rode in a motorcade from the White House to a pizza place called We the Pizza and had pizza for lunch with you and Michelle. You inspired me when you came here. You gave me a hope that wasn't there. You know, I thought we wouldn't have a coup president that would come and have our backs. Because I wanted to make sure our country did better by our first Americans. Talk was cheap and there'd been too many promises that hadn't been kept. Speaking at the Tribal Nations to Nations conference and uh, you mentioned me in your speech. It was, that's a life-changing thing for me. It gives, it's like you cared about me, you know, you cared about my story. One young man was raising his four little brothers by himself. There was a, a nagging doubt that they would have the opportunities that my daughters had. To, to hear you say that in front of people, you know, in front of all the tribal leaders out there in D.C. makes me feel really proud of who I am and what I do for my little brothers. I just want to say thank you for that. I'm proud every single day to be your partner. We are all one family. Let's not make this just a dream. Right now, it kind of feels like it, it was a dream. You said you had our back, and here we are. I am here at the Ocheti Shikoi camp, standing with my people, talking to you and asking you if you can come and help us stop this pipeline. You told us to our face that as long as you were in the White House, you had our back. And now is the time that we really need you, desperately need you. I believed in you then, and I still believe in you now that you, you can make this happen. whine about for to give us this moment right here you know and you know I'm just I'm just so moved and honored to be here with you all you know and my heart is so full by everybody I've met here like I, I just keep crying because I'm just so humbled and you know like the, the genuine intention of, of the of reason of why people are here is what moves me the most and you know like it, I've been really blessed with some opportunities in my life um, to continue to advocate and create this awareness. Um, some of the things I've been able to do, I, I was one of the dancers in the opening ceremonies um, in Canada where we had about 300 youth from across uh, the Indigenous nationhoods uh, where we danced 55 minutes and welcomed the world and gave them a traditional welcoming. Um, we got to speak at Mount Rushmore for um, 
the 40th anniversary for the reclamation where I was invited to come speak about uh, violence against Indigenous women in Canada and what we're doing to address it and give the power back to the people. Um, I was one of the first people and the youngest person um, on the panel to address climate change at a side event at the United Nations. I made the front cover of the New York Journal from that climate march. So I was freaking out on the megaphone about water. <laughs> um, you know, so don't ever let anybody tell you that age is a factor, gender is a factor, where you come from, who raised you is a factor, because your spirit knows exactly who you are. And you're here for a reason. And we need you. I need you. And everybody else out there who's praying for us, they need you. You know, and all of you, everybody that couldn't be here that wants to be here. They're here with you because of you. You are their, their being here, you know. Like, I'm here because because people are like, Kira, how are you not there right now? And I said, you know, I just can't afford it. And uh, people started to convince me to get a GoFundMe going. And now, like, you know, anything's possible. Like, my philosophy in life is dream big, believe. You know? Just because we come from a small place, it doesn't mean your expectations for yourself have to be small. You know, that beauty begins within yourself, and that's a power that nobody can ever take from you. Set those goals, smash those glass ceilings, redefine what the social norm is because, because you can. Mm -hmm. But do it with love, always with love. Connect your heart and your mind. You know, take the time to understand where the person sitting next to you came from. Empathize, you know, because that's what this generation is about, this rainbow tribe, this awakening is about something bigger than us all, something bigger than the structure that they can find us in within that squircle concept. You know, and we're demolishing that squircle concept by, remo by removing that square and coming back into the circle. And every spirit is sacred. And again, the creator doesn't make mistakes, only miracles and masterpieces. And, you know, collective individuality creates a community and it takes a whole community to raise a child. So we need all of you. We need all of you. I, I don't have, I don't know everything. I, you know, I can bring my gifts, my sister can bring her gifts. We all bring our gifts and that's how we can, you know, make sense of it all. So it looks like the Army Corps of Engineers has issued a letter today stating that on December 5th it is their intent to clear the uh, Osseti camp. Anything north of Can the Cannonball River they intend on... Um, clearing the camp out so here's what I want to tell you what I think about that letter I don't think that it's any coincidence whatsoever that, that letter was issued today after the past couple of days of seeing what the veteran buildup is looking like heading into December 4th going into um, Standing Rock from what I've seen now with the event that's been organized by Wesley Clark Jr., that that event is growing in numbers, it's growing in participation, and the Osseti camp, I, I think what I'm seeing is that they have expected the numbers there to go down as it was getting colder, as we're going, going into uh, the wintertime. They were expecting, I think, more people to just naturally disperse because of the frigid temperatures in the incoming winter. And so they didn't see that and because of that they're now taking additional measures. I find it funny in the letter from the Army Corps of Engineers 
that in the first paragraph they state that for public safety and for the welfare of the people that they need to disperse the camp because of the interaction and the violence. You see, the only violence here that has occurred has been from the United States government and the, the foreign or the uh, dipshit contractors, the private security firms, Swan and whoever else that they fucking hire out, these contract fucking mercenaries, these has-beens, who, uh, because they don't have work overseas in fucking Iraq or Afghanistan, they want to come over there and uh, shoot First Nation people in the back of the fucking head with rubber bullets. So the only violence that I've seen has been on their part. Um, fucking Morton County piece of shit sheriff department. So I'm stupid pissed right now. I can't say as I'm any too surprised, but guess what? You're not going to deter. You're you're not going to deter the veterans coming into Standing Rock. You're not going to deter the First Nations people that are standing there. You're not going to deter the other Americans who have flooded into Standing Rock in order to stand alongside the people who are exercising their First Amendment right to tell you to go fuck yourself and they don't like what you're doing. You're not going to deter us, even with your letter. So you can probably expect that leading into December 5th, you're going to have several thousand more people pour in. That's what I would encourage. I would encourage more people to take time off work, to leave their jobs, to do whatever they need to do to go to Standing Rock and tell the Corps of Engineers they can go to hell too. Because guess what, Army Corps of Engineers? I don't think the land appropriately belongs to you anyhow because of the 1868 Fort Laramie Treaty. So you can suck it. You can suck it. Army Corps of Engineers, what do, you, what do you fucking do anyhow? You manage, you're entrusted to manage public land. Is that federal land? Who does it belong to? Does it belong to you? Does it belong to the First Nations? Exactly who does it belong to? Because I'm pretty fucking certain that you guys stole that shit um, a little while back. I don't know. Maybe, as, maybe it was during the, um, during the peak of the gold rush down there. I don't really know. But I know at some point in time, you broke the damn treaty and you took land that should have been yours to begin with. So, actually, you Army Corps of Engineers should be getting fucking evicted immediately along with the Morton County, sorry, Sheriff's Department, along with uh, Swan International, whoever those fucktards are. Um, they should all be getting booted off that land. And the land should be returned to its rightful owners. Period. We got enough property in America. We don't need any more. And furthermore... We don't need their pipeline going through there and, and placing that oil at risk. You people who have been fooled, you've been duped into believing that these pipelines are so safe. You do know that there's a Navy veteran up there, right, who's a whistleblower on the pipelines because he was tasked with covering up, covering up um, oil company cleanups. Did you guys know that? He's up there teaching lessons, and I'm going to contact the man because he's a fellow Navy veteran. And we're going to bring more exposure to the pipeline and the oil company. Their pipelines aren't as fucking safe as they think that they are. The, the big oil spill that happened up here in Michigan, look at that video that he did on that. They covered it up. They spent millions of dollars to cover it up. Millions. And uh, this guy blew the whistle on them. And guess what? Yes, he got fired because he told them that shit's not clean. And it's poisoned. Uh, it's in. It's poison communities up there because their drinking water is poison. It's happening all over this country. 
they have allowable leak rates. Leak rates, you know what that means? With a 500,000 a gallon day oil pipeline that goes underneath the river, um, when you have that and they have an acceptable um, drop rate and pressure of, I don't know, 1%, so let's say 500 gallons, 5,000 gallons, um, that's a lot of fucking oil that's pouring into the river, that's pouring into the drinking water. But they don't care. You know why? Because they're rich fucking consumers. They can get clean water elsewhere if they want to. They don't give a damn. So you stand firm, Standing Rock. You stand firm right where you're at. They want to push you off that land. Nope. Nope. It's not their land to begin with. Not their land. Veterans are coming in, and I think that it's a strategic point in the federal government because we haven't heard anything yet out of the commander-in-chief. We haven't heard anything yet out of Donald Trump. We haven't heard anything yet out of our senior-most leadership here in this country about the situation ongoing in North fucking Dakota. Where are you when you're being paid to do a fucking job, President Barack Obama? Where are you? So they issue... A, um, a federal order to have that land vacated under the premise about the safety of the people. If you were concerned about the safety of the fucking people, you would have taken your ass out there and you would have uh, um, cut their fucking hoses where they were sucking water out and spraying it on these people in 20-some-odd degree weather. You would have fucking done it then if you were really concerned about the safety of those people. If you were really concerned about the safety of those people, you wouldn't allow the trafficking of children off of uh, reservations. If you're really fucking concerned about it. We've used the army against the uh, First Nations people in the past in Wounded Knee and other massacres in this country. And it's absolutely fucking deplorable to me. It's deplorable to me that somebody in this fucking country would issue another order ordering the fucking army to come in and disperse freaking indigenous personnel. Fuck you and whoever you are that issued that order. I'm mad as shit this evening. I read that letter, and it j I, just, I just sat there steaming. The more I read, the matter I fucking got. And I'm sorry. I know, I've got a lot of profanity. That's 20 years in the United States Navy and being pissed off at a country that I swore to protect to watch big corporations, big business, and the collusion with the fucking government continue to destroy America at the expense of the American people. Because they don't give a shit about us. It's time we took that stand. This is, the, this is the 1960s of our time. But we stand together. Black, white, uh, native, Chinese, Japanese. It don't matter. We stand there as human beings, as humans, who know what's right in our heart. That pipeline is not good for this country. No more so than there are any other pipelines that they want to run through this country and destroy property. We need to move past oil, and we have the ability, we have the knowledge, uh, we have the technical expertise that we can move past oil and coal and everything else. Don't tell me that we fucking don't, because I know that we do. We don't need to rely upon petroleum products. I know people preach, well, you use petroleum products every day. Yeah, you're fucking right, and I'm not a manufacturer either. So how about we manufacture something out of, I don't know, hemp? How about we use some fucking hemp? Can we do that? Can we get rid of the fucking, um, 
All the pharmaceutical, the pharmaceutical drugs that they pump out to us and use marijuana, could we fucking do that? No, because it would cut into their multi-billion dollar businesses of fucking and killing Americans. It's time we took back our country from the bureaucrats in Washington, D.C. and from the corporations who want to ruin this country. It's not fucking theirs. It's ours. It's our country. I'm mad about it because this is not the country that I want to give over to my children. And I'm not going to. My children will not inherit this country. They will inherit a country that I fought for for 20 years. And I'm sorry that it took me so long to realize what was going on. I'm really mad. You guys stand firm. Stand firm in Standing Rock. I'm coming, to, I'm coming back to Standing Rock. Veterans are coming to Standing Rock. They can push us off that ground. This is Cass Jackson with Restoring Freedom. We will, we will restore freedom to Cannonball, North Dakota, to Standing Rock. We will restore freedom in the rest of this country. You guys have a great night. Army Corps of Engineers, I'll see you soon.